Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Viewmasters. Episode 230. Fear and Desire. My name is Joe. My name is Eric. Hi, Eric. <laughs> what's what's wrong? <laughs> did I did I do something? Did I do something to make you laugh? Yes, you did. Yeah, what I do? <laughs> oh, the the episode number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's episode two hundred thirty. Yeah, yeah. The, you, you said it in a very specific way. <laughs> I did. It's episode 230. Nope, you are correct. It is. (laughs) (laughs) It's episode 230. Uh, There we go. (laughs) There it is. Uh, Now I'm not going to make the joke. Uh, uh, we 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 we've been to the dentist several times in the past couple weeks. Uh, so yeah, I imagine you have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, yes, two two thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been to the dentist in uh, fifteen years, maybe wow. longer. Wow. Um, so two thirty. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's expensive, and I'd more than one. That's, yeah, I mean, I'm I guess if, if, you, death. if you don't have the, the dental insurance, then it is very expensive. Yep, yep. Did you say you're, you're scared to death of it? Oh, that too, yes. Just the 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 part of going to the dentist or, like, what they might find? Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I think I, I had to get uh, my wisdom teeth... Uh, in, in uh, emergency extracted, eee, uh, yikes. like in 2010, maybe. Um, so eh, okay, ten years. Um, Jeez, yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's hilarious that uh, you know the teeth are part of your body, but uh, not included in health insurance. It is really weird, isn't yeah. it? Hello, I'm here. Okay. Uh, What's up? I touched something and it made the sound go out. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm going to stop doing that. (laughs) Uh, Fear and desire. Yes, I am afeard of the dentist and I desire (laughs) not to go. (laughs) Well, well done. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, that plot is better than the movie we watched. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's not Oof. great. <laughs> Some things are better left lost. <laughs> this is uh, Stanley Kubrick's lost first movie. Yes, it is. And uh, apparently, according to the internet, uh, purposefully so, by him. Right. Uh, he, yeah, I... Read that as well. Yeah, he he did not want this movie to be out and about, and uh, you know what? He was kind of right. <laughs> I mean, it's so so. Yeah, it's dull. <laughs> yeah, and not and good. Only an hour. Yet felt like an eternity. Honestly, the fact that it was only an hour was like the only thing that kept me going. <laughs> it was like, all right. We've only got 45 minutes left of this. I can power through. <laughs> oh, I think that was about the time where I paused it and said, I wonder how much more of this is left. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what I did. <laughs> oh, boy. So I, I, I didn't know anything about this movie other than, sure. you know, it's just... Uh, uh, popped up on Amazon Prime. It's it says it's you know uh, a rarely seen Kubrick movie. It's his film debut, and uh, I said sure, let's let's do that. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it 
like the description had nothing about the plot. Uh, so, so completely blank slate going into this. Um, and, uh, I, I wish for that state again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I won't remember anything about this as soon as we're done talking about it. I'm not guaranteeing that I remember anything now. (laughs) Uh, the, the thing that I remember the most is the, uh, insane movie poster for this that I saw online. (laughs) Oh, I haven't seen that. (laughs) Oh, okay. Let me, let me Google that real quick. (laughs) Let's just say it focuses on some of the most uncomfortable parts of this movie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You, you're talking about uh, the soldier with his hand over his uh, female prisoner's mouth, sort I of, assume. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that whole block of the movie, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I, let's see, I see a poster for another movie. Is that the same fear and desire? Oh, it it also says something about a story of sin, sex, and passion. The male brute. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe that is. Oh the yeah, one. the the wolves are breathless about Virginia Lake. Yes, who is the the only female character of any consequence in the movie, and also she doesn't have a name and doesn't have any dialogue. Nope. <laughs> she says boat. That's true. I forgot she says boat. Okay. <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's a really, like, pulpy poster. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's very strange. uh, I mean, you know, okay, so we we do have to take into account this movie came out in 1953. Hold on, trapped a desperate man and a strange half-animal girl? Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. You are... I missed the part where she's (laughs) half-animal. Well, she's foreign. What the fuck? <laughs> and as we know, Holy all shit. foreigners are just animals. That's all right. That's fair. But she's also attractive, so it's only half an animal, right? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, yeah, you were saying this movie. This movie was made in 1953. Yeah. So, so you know, taking that into account, even if I, if I, you know. You know, was not from the year 2020 and <laughs> saw that poster and then saw this movie, uh, I, I probably would still be very disappointed because that poster is not what that movie uh, represents. Yeah, that, that poster, like, makes it sound like like Attack of the 50-Foot Woman or something. Right. Like, just a sort of schlocky B-movie. <laughs> like, the the strange half animal girl and the male brute right like what a strange duo i bet they cause havoc in downtown san francisco or something i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah the movie is definitely not not that yeah uh it's it's essentially a war movie Mm -hmm. uh no specific war uh in particular as uh, the narrator at the beginning makes it known. Right. Uh, which, uh, you know, my, my general philosophy is that uh, if your movie has to be narrated, uh, something went wrong. <laughs> I think sometimes it works, but it... There, there's I exceptions, mean, it, for sure. Yeah. It, it felt very of the time. Yeah, I guess. For, for this movie. Uh, but, you know, we're also watching it again, you know, through the lens of, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've seen a few Stanley Kubrick movies that I have really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, and, um, this is, uh, I mean, I guess there's some flashes of who he would become in this movie, but, uh, they are few and far between. Yeah, I I feel like like some of the shots are very like what I expect from from Kubrick. Yeah. Um more more than that though, I feel like there are 
there are elements from this movie that are that would become the DNA of future Kubrick movies. Sure. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, like there's the, the weird uh, sort of experimental montage when uh, the soldiers attack the, uh, the other soldiers in the house. Mm-hmm. That uh, to me, like it was like, oh, that's definitely Stanley Kubrick trying to find out who Stanley Kubrick is. Yeah, uh, but the rest of the movie just like I just kept comparing it to like you know local shot on video no budget movies. And yeah, it is it is clearly <laughs> micro budget. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean. Uh, you know, what I read online was, you know, that it was made for about $10,000, but then they went over budget in the editing process and, uh, it was actually about $50,000. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I, I read that it was originally like he originally shot it as a silent movie. Right. Uh, and then when they decided to add the dialogue is when the budget just skyrocketed. Yeah. Uh, and and it's weird that you mentioned that because there are definitely points where you can kind of tell that it was intended to be silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, just lots of shots of you know people looking at stuff with uh, yeah. no dialogue, but then like you know clearly added in post production, you know, uh, voiceover. <laughs> yeah, man the the voiceover that that I guess is like you're hearing the character's thoughts yeah at points that's real weird oh yeah uh, especially with uh, uh, the character of Mac that towards the end when he's uh, uh, piloting the raft yeah his, his is just bizarre yeah <laughs> but the whole movie is bizarre but not in a good way yeah uh, yeah, like there, there's there's one sequence relatively early on where it's just shots of. So I guess we should we should back up. the The basic plot is that there are these four soldiers who survived a plane crash, right? And they're behind enemy lines and trying to figure out how to get back to their to their camp, right? Uh, and then along the way, they find this like house that has a general from the the opposing army in it and so they go back and forth about you know whether to to raid this house and take out the general and hilarity ensues (laughs) yes but 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 yeah so like there's an early scene where it's just like the four of them traipsing through the forest and there's no dialogue, but there's a ton of like overlapping, I guess, inner monologue <laughs> for all four of the characters. Like that, that felt that was weird, yeah. but it felt it was it was interesting weird in a way. Yeah, like like I I don't think it worked, but I liked the attempt of it. Uh, I I think my. <laughs> You know, my biggest issue with it is actually something very simple, and that, uh, I mean, you know, 1953 style of acting uh, is all very broad and similar, mm-hmm. uh, with with all the characters' voices kind of essentially being the same, right? Uh, except for the the young kid who out of nowhere goes absolutely batshit crazy <laughs> uh, you know like like the other three soldiers all generally kind of talk in the same cadence and tone uh, with with very little character differentiation yeah uh, so so it was that overlapping you know, internal dialogue thing. Uh, like it was hard to tell who was supposed to be thinking what sometimes. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, even with, uh, subtitles. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I, I didn't. I did not watch this movie with subtitles. <laughs> uh, it didn't help. But I can tell you that. I bet much. it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Especially, I don't know. You know, I don't know exactly how subtitles on movies, uh, streaming movies, work, but. Uh, the timing was off on them too on this movie oh really <laughs> yeah so like and i've experienced it before usually where the subtitles are actually ahead of the dialogue uh but this time the subtitles were behind <laughs> <laughs> that's like if you're watching like a live show yeah kind of because someone is there typing it out as people talk <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody that works at Amazon who's like shit somebody's watching Fear and Desire and they wanted subtitles <laughs> Brian get on this that would be amazing if that's what it actually is <laughs> my hat's off to Brian <laughs> yes well done Brian <laughs> he did the best that he could yeah, I mean, that's all anybody can ask. I mean, we're, we're probably the only two people that have watched this movie on Amazon Prime <laughs> in the last six months. And that's just because we don't care about Stanley Kubrick's wishes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, if we had... If we had known that he had disowned this movie... Uh, yeah, that's true. It probably would have made me want to see it more. <laughs> that's, yeah... Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then in the middle of the movie, it just gets real problematic. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, you know, classist, uh, xenophobic, and uh, misogynist all at once. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's actually impressive. <laughs> Kind of is. How it manages to, to check all of those boxes at the same time. <laughs> and, uh, like, like the general point of the movie is, you know, war is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, when it gets to that part, I'm, I'm not sure if, you know, that's still just uh, part of the message. Or if that's just, uh, hey, it's 1953, what the hell else? How the hell else would we treat women? Yeah, I, I, I don't feel like it's part of the message. <laughs> I think it's just part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Some of, the, I mean, all of the characters are just real creeps to her. <laughs> yeah, to uh, the half animal girl, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're all male brutes. They are all. That's absolutely right. <laughs> even, even the sweet naive boy <laughs> oh he's he's the worst brute of them all good lord out yeah. of nowhere he just goes insane. holy crap I, f- I feel like there are sort of like just some some miscellaneous shots of him earlier in the movie where it's like oh this kid's gonna crack <laughs> at some point but it's but it's not like it's not clear that that's what it is like he he might just be nervous. Like I I figured he would crack, but I didn't think he would crack in the manner in which he did. Yeah. Like I figured it would be like uh, just an anxiety breakdown thing, not just a psycho babbling, you know, killer guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he goes he goes full Jack Torrance real fast. <laughs> Uh, to recall a better Stanley Kubrick movie. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. (laughs) Yeah, that that whole sequence where, like, he's basically, like, so so they, they're, the the troops are uh, encountered by uh, a woman who has been fishing. Yes. Uh, and they they capture her because they are they don't want her to give up their position or anything. Uh, and they they tie her to a tree with their belts. And then three of the soldiers go off to to do other things, leaving leaving the young one who's 
sort of slowly losing it to to keep watch over her and yeah he goes off the rails pretty much immediately yeah, yeah. i i guess you know the the scene prior to to all of this is uh when they storm the uh the shack uh that has the uh, enemy soldiers in it having dinner uh, mm-hmm. where they just brutalize uh those soldiers yeah uh, really excessive yeah yeah uh, with lots of just disgusting shots of food uh <laughs> Just, uh, you know, stew has never looked more unappetizing. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor stew. <laughs> you know, I like a good stew. I've, yeah. I've been in the mood for a stew. I, I don't think I've had one. Uh, it's got to be years at this point, ever, ever since, <laughs> uh, you know, I stopped being invited to my mom's house for dinner, you know? Aw. Uh, and, uh... And boy, I'm I'm off it again. It's it's getting to be stew season too. I know, you know right? fall yeah. fall winter are perfect for a for a good hearty hot stew, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like like you know, there's it's one of those like there's a very student film quality to this movie, mm-hmm. and and that entire scene. Uh, with with the aforementioned uh, montages of stabbing, uh, interspersed with spilling stew to represent you know blood and guts, I guess. Right. Uh, just just has this whole college kid edge lord quality to it. Uh huh. Yeah. No. It's it's very. It's it's very. Look at me. Yes. Yes. It is. <laughs> And that's really all it's there for. Yep, yep. Uh, and then uh, shortly after that, when uh, the character Mac uh, eats stew and he's just dribbling it all over his face. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just come on, Stan. That, I did not care for that. No, do not care for that at all. <laughs> that was that was like in uh, in the Twin Peaks movie, the shot of the man from another place eating the cream corn. Yeah, nope. Like just a loving close-up of his mouth. Yeah, do not care for that. Any of that. No, no. definitely don't. Nope. <laughs> uh, back, uh, back in the day when I used to make comics, uh, I had written one for my friend Bruce to draw. And uh, he drew a panel of a character's uh, lips uh, as he was uh, taking a drink. And uh, even that was just, uh, you know, I don't need that. It's just, it's too much. (laughs) Yeah, that seems, uh, that seems upsetting. Yeah, it it all is. Uh, (laughs) Like, was the panel just an extreme close-up of the character's lips? Yep, with, like, juice, you know dribbling down you know yeah i don't care for that nope, me neither period nope, nope. uh like yeah i don't uh i mean I, I i can barely tolerate eating around people you know right uh, i don't need it you know up close and in focus you know? <laughs> magnified on a screen right <laughs> uh but yeah, this yeah. whole movie is just not great. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's a dog in it that that was kind of nice. I know. I the dog was very cute. Yeah, yeah, I was I was concerned that bad things were going to happen. I'm glad that nothing bad happened to the dog, like Lieutenant Proteus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Classic. Uh, Moira McTaggart's son. Yep. <laughs> Love to make the same joke at the same time. Hell yeah. That's why we're friends. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm also fairly excited because the uh, uh, epic collection uh, that has those issues in it just came out recently. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's Meyer of X-Men. Yeah, the the Burn, Burn Claremont stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's objectively probably the best period of X-Men comics. Yeah. Yeah, pretty close anyway. Uh, 
it, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we're, you know, we go off on tangents here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a ton else to say about fear and desire. I'll be completely honest. No, yep, same. I think we've, <laughs> we've hit every major point. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like, like recently I've been trying to figure out, you know, what is it that I actually like about the X-Men? Uh, because I have not enjoyed a new X-Men comic in many, many years. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to go back to, you know, when I started reading and it was, uh, like I basically got into it via the classic X-Men series. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the reprints of, you know, the, the burn era. Uh, but you know, while that was happening, it was the, uh, X-Men are dead in Australia era of like, you know, oh, right. You know, in curtain continuity. Right. Uh, so it was, I remember it being very confusing to me at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'm just trying to, and even when Claremont has returned to the X-Men, like it's just not the same. Yeah. But, you know, for, a solid 16 or so years he was he was doing it right yeah and it's, it's, it's pretty I, impressive yeah and but like i can't pinpoint anything out of it that says yes this is what it was that you know like grant morrison has come close and, and even uh, joss whedon came pretty close to to recapturing that feeling for me but mm -hmm. like i still can't define it and and I definitely know that this current Hickman era is is not my cup of tea, right? Yeah, like, I mean, I think you're on, you're on record as not really caring for Hickman to begin with. No, uh, that is true. But you know, like like I read uh, like a solicitation copy for an issue, and it's like you know Wolverine finds out a secret from the mutant CIA, and I'm just like, what that no that's <laughs> not a thing you know and 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 i feel like the thing where they're you know all living in like a separate you know mutant nation with mutant rights uh and, and their own police squads and whatever that's not anything that i like about the x-men yeah and and they've done it multiple times and Everybody seems to love this Hickman version of it, but it's also already been done before with Genosha yeah. and Utopia or whatever it was called. Or I forgot all about Utopia. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just uh, I'm just I've I've settled into the fact that I will never read new X Men comics again. Aww. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It's all right. Are you gonna read the uh, the tribute to giant size x-men number one uh what is that i think that it's a uh it's the fantastic four number nine project style recreation of uh giant size x-men number one huh. by like 60 different artists or whatever wow I, i've not heard of this yeah it comes out next week Ooh. Uh, I mean, I, I would take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. well, head, head to your local comic shop. Right, well, uh, I already went there this past week, so I can't go there for like another month. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, look at it online. Okay. <laughs> Seems more likely anyway. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> No, of course. I mean, look at it legally online. Yes, naturally. of course. But comicsology. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the only thing we're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what else we'd be talking about. Nope, nothing else. <laughs> uh, oh. Fear and fear desire. And desire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so um, just thinking about other like i i guess i haven't seen a ton of other kubrick movies as i think about it mm -hmm. um i've seen the shining sure i've seen dr strange love yeah uh i've seen half of full metal jacket okay 
The first half or the second half? The first half. With Vincent D'Onofrio. With Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. <laughs> and then when when that part was over <laughs> and a whole new part started, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't, don't want to watch this, so I turned it off. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of what else. That might actually be... Or no, I've seen 2001. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think those are, those are it. So now I've seen five Kubrick movies. Uh, so, you know, uh, to keep myself going through this movie, I just started, uh, looking on my phone cause otherwise I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I'll be honest. I did that as well. Yeah. Uh, so I looked up his IMDb just to, you know, see, and, uh, was shocked, but also kind of not that uh, he had only made 16 movies total. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, I've seen uh, Dr. Strangelove uh, 2001, which I'd say that's probably my favorite of his. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, the Shining, which I've actually only seen within the last year or so. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, it's fine. Um, I think the only reason I watched it was because I saw the documentary uh, about uh, the crazy people who uh, think that he was, you know, giving secret conspiracy theories through his movie. You know? Is that Room 237? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Nice. Which, which is a great documentary. I've been meaning to watch that, but I've also <clears throat> wanted to watch The Shining again so that it's fresh in my mind. Right. Uh, well, I saw the documentary without seeing the movie. Okay. Uh, because uh, our our friends uh, Jason and uh, his uh, then girlfriend Kathleen uh, had both told me that uh, it was terrible. Uh, so you know, I watched it basically based on that. <laughs> the the documentary they said was terrible. Yes, because they both okay. love The Shining. Uh. And so basically they went into it thinking that it was a documentary about The Shining when it's actually a documentary about crazy people. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a documentary about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Shining, 2001, Strangelove, uh, Clockwork Orange. Uh, yeah, I've never seen that one. Uh, I... I don't think it's for you. Okay. It's upsetting. It it seems like it's upsetting, just from what I know about it. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's it's rough. Okay. Um, And and I think that may be it for me. Nice. Uh, I've I've never seen uh, Full Metal Jackets or Eyes Wide Shut or... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh, uh, there's an older movie of his I have seen. Uh, the Killers, I believe. Okay, I've killing. heard of that one. Yeah, I think it's The Killing. Yeah. Um, Spartacus? No. I have not seen Spartacus. I've seen parts of Spartacus just because it's on TV quite a bit when I was a kid. Right. We, I, I've seen the parts that were in the movie Trumbo that we watched <laughs> oh, yeah. for the podcast. Yep, I, I have seen that. <laughs> uh, yeah, The Killing. I have seen. I do not remember a single thing about it. <laughs> um, I've seen AI, too. Yeah, okay. It's not really. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't count. It's not even listed on his IMDb <laughs> as uh, directing it, so... That's such a weird project. I yeah, I don't think I ever saw it. So I remember my mom calling me once to ask me if I wanted to go see it with her, and I just said no. Aww, <laughs> uh, that's rough. <laughs> she went. All right. Well, I hope she enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> She probably did. She doesn't have great taste in movies. It's it's fine. Yeah. I, I remember thinking it's fine. Okay. I haven't seen it in years. 
Uh, I probably won't pick it for the podcast anytime soon. So, all right, yeah. good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, like I said, uh, there's a lot of this that reminded me about, uh, of, you know, shot on video, you know, local garbage. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, the only thing that I think makes it stand out is the fact that Stanley Kubrick went on to become Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> right. Yeah. If, if you didn't know that he had made the movie, like if his name wasn't anywhere on it. Right. I don't think I don't think I'd be able to look at it and be like, oh yeah, this is definitely a, a Kubrick movie. Right. It's it's just kind of a generic early fifties war movie. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, like we mentioned, uh, he himself disowned the movie uh, and and you know called it amateurish and and unprofessional. And he's right. Yeah. <laughs> like like and it's, I mean. I don't think any artist, you know, looks back on their earliest work and, you know, <laughs> looks at it with, you know, amazement or anything like that. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, at least not any good artist worth his salt. Uh, so, you know, I admire him for, you know, definitely being able to publicly be able to say that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he's not wrong either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like, like some artists who would probably say that you'd be like, oh, but, uh, you know, I love their old stuff, you know, or, or, you know, it has good qualities. And yeah, I don't think this has good qualities. Yeah, I like I like I said before, like it, it's there are parts where it seems like he's trying to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that like that experimentation and, and watching him sort of figure stuff out makes it interesting to watch. Right. But it's not successful. Right. <laughs> like the, the experiments fail. Yeah. So it's almost like he had to do, he had to make this movie before he could go on to make like really good, better movies. Yeah. You know, and other movies, you know, uh, every artist has that, you know, right. And nobody starts out, you know, you know, cream of the crop at the top, you know? Yeah. Uh, so at least you know they shouldn't right (laughs) Uh, I I think you know you can watch a lot of first films from like you know auteur directors and it it is like you know oh wow they were amazing from the get go Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's mostly because we didn't get to see all their failures right yeah yeah like like bottle rocket is really good but we never saw the four or five other things that wes anderson did that just look like crap right yeah and and, you know whether it's you know again uh, college films or short movies or whatever you know there's definitely a learning curve and uh and, and this movie is us looking at Stanley Kubrick's learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think in that respect, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, like if you're a Kubrick super fan, I'm sure yeah. you would, would love to watch this. Yeah. Uh, definitely not for the casual fan. Yeah. Which definitely not. I would definitely say that I am, you know, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, is there uh, anything bringing you joy this week? Uh, there's a few things, oh, actually, all right. that, that have brought Brother? me joy. Other than Big Brother, nice. yes. <laughs> um, so, so this week uh, I got to write uh, professionally about The Flash. <laughs> yes, he did. Well, I did, which that that made me real happy. Uh, it, you know what? Uh, just as a reader, it made me happy. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. You're very welcome. It was it was <laughs> a very good article. Well, it helped that the the comics that I was writing about were really good. Yeah, that that does and, help. And uh, one of them in particular, uh, the uh, speed metal one shot of all things. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Really, really gave me a feelings boner. Yeah. So, 
so that that definitely has brought me joy this week. I, I read uh, Speed Metal as well, and uh, it's I I have not read any of the uh, metal series or spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason I read this was because I had seen that it was uh, focusing on uh, Wally West. Right. And uh, I, I was interested because, uh, you know, I, I want to know what happens to Wally West, whether it's good or bad. Right. Uh, and most things about Wally West lately have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> Flash forward. Flash forward. <laughs> so uh, it, it was very pleasant. Yeah, that, yeah this weird ass spinoff of a weird ass miniseries. Uh, about evil Joker Batman. <laughs> uh, yeah, had some like the best Wally West story I've read in at least you know a decade. Yeah, it's it's you know I, I as I as I said in my article, I think uh, Josh Williamson uh, of all of the writers who have written Wally since he came back. Uh, has the best grasp of the character mm-hmm. and like you can tell that he just genuinely loves the character and his history so that and it it really comes through uh, uh so it, it made me want to read his run on the flash yeah which you know is barry centric and i don't care about barry right but you know <laughs> it, it really made me want to check it out yeah if if you did uh, want to just read the Wally specific stuff, I could send you a list. Okay, <laughs> it's re- it's relatively short, I'm unfortunately. Sure, yeah, <laughs> I mean it did it, it actually make me want to read his Barry stories too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it, it, his, uh, his 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 uh, his flash run. I I found like overall it was really entertaining. Yeah, there's there's you know ups and downs along the way. Uh, sure. but like the, the speedster centric stories, um, the stuff that, that are like, I guess, you know, the stuff that reminded me more of like Mark Wade's run or, right. or, or even, you know, earlier Jeff John stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those stories are all excellent. Nice. Uh, the, there was one thing about speed metal that, uh, uh, I think would have put it over the top for me as like, cause uh, when I did go to the comic shop, I almost bought it. Yeah. Uh, having, you know, perused it elsewhere. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but there is one thing that I think would have absolutely made it a must buy for me. Uh, and and I, I don't know if I'm spoiling anything with it, but uh, there, there's a scene where uh, Wally, uh, sort of triumphs over over uh, a villainous turn in the in the book mm-hmm. and, and he dons his the classic flash costume yeah uh, and that moment cried out for uh my name is Wally West I'm the flash it really did and that didn't happen <laughs> yeah it, it got close it got so goddamn close I was expecting <laughs> it I was hoping it it, it probably would have made me tear up (laughs) (laughs) i mean the the whole sequence of him in that costume and then like in the speed force with all of the other the rest of the flash family and like reuniting with linda and the kids Mm -hmm. finally oh man (laughs) i i'm i'm getting a little goosebumpy just talking about it (laughs) Uh... there, there are there are some comics that that I like so much that I feel like I need to own multiple copies of them. <laughs> and I honestly, I think this is, this is one of them. All right. I, I haven't been to the store yet this week, but <laughs> when I go, I will probably buy two copies of this comic. Wow. That's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, so yeah, that, that, that has brought me joy this week. That's good. That's good. Uh, anything else there? Uh, no, I think that's enough. Okay, all right. <laughs> Can't think of anything else. All right, well, I mean, you said a few things, so. 
Well, I mean the the two flash comics, the, the the two flash comics, the fact that they were good, and the fact that I got to write about them right. for a for a website. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What about you? Uh, so uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, uh, it, it has been hard for me to think of a thing to find joy in. Uh, it's been hard for both of us, but but you actually have reasons for it. <laughs> and you know, you you have le- legitimate reasons as well. Eh, I understand. Eh, it's mostly laziness. <laughs> All right. Uh, so so I am kind of actively trying to find things. Uh, and I found uh, a podcast uh, that that did bring me a lot of joy to listen to. Um. And, and, you know, it's probably bad form for me to recommend a far superior movie review podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But there's a podcast called uh, Blank Check uh, with uh, Griffin Newman, who played Arthur in the most recent Tick TV series. Okay. And a film critic uh, by the name of Dave Sims, not... Not, not the, <laughs> not the misogynist. Nope, not that guy. Okay, <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> nice save. It literally just occurred to me, even though I had read his name earlier, that it, it would be the same name as another person. <laughs> but uh, the so basically the sort of gist of their show is that they do sort of short miniseries within the series. Okay. Where they explore, like, the entire filmography of, you know, one particular director where, like, say, a Stanley Kubrick or whatever, where he makes a couple of movies and then has, like, a big enough success that he essentially gets a blank check to make whatever he wants. Okay. Uh, And they are currently going through the filmography of Robert Zemeckis. Interesting. And their most recent episode, uh, which is like three and a half hours long, uh, features Paul Shear and Jason Mansukas as their guests. And uh, they review uh, the Kurt Russell movie Used Cars. Oh, I've never heard of that movie. Uh, I have seen it. It is. It's pretty good. It's just, uh, just kind of a raunchy comedy. It's his first post-Disney movie that he made. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's like from 1979, maybe, uh, 80, I think somewhere around there. Uh, and it was like Robert Zemeckis's like third movie and it bombed horribly. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, you know, it's like two movies away from him making back to the future. That's awesome. Um, and the whole episode is great. Like they talk about the movie, of course, but they go off topic as a lot of great podcasts do right uh, exactly talking about you know just movies in general uh and, and like comparing like kurt russell to bill murray who you know was also huge at the time uh and and just sort of like how they approach the movies that they do and and how they approach characters and and also just a huge part of it is just devoted to you know dissecting you know, comedy, uh, particularly, you know, movie comedies and, and, you know, why people don't seem to appreciate them and how whenever there's a successful comedian, they almost always turn to drama to try to legitimize themselves. Uh, and then their, you know, argument is, of course, you know, that, you know, comedy is legitimate, you know, right. it's bullshit that people have to think that, you know, doing a drama makes you a legitimate act. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. It it was a really great podcast to listen to. Uh, I will say the commercials were annoying. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Because they go on for like five minutes. Uh, And they're trying to make them into bits, but they're still just ads and they're not great. Yeah. But uh, the other three and a half hours, which is, you know, Jason Manzoukas and Paul Shear and, and those two guys, uh, you know, and of course, Jason Manzoukas is a goddamn national treasure. Of course. And uh, it was just a lot of fun to listen to. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, it, it, it occurred to me. That, no, I was just going to say it occurred to me earlier 
that, you know, with everything going on, I haven't really listened to podcasts in like a month. Yeah. So I have a lot to catch up on, but, uh, but I will add, I will add at least that episode for sure to my list of things to listen to. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly have not listened to any of their other episodes, but I, I went out of my way for that one. It was recommended to me and, and it was worth the listen. Nice. Um, and uh, I would also just recommend, uh, you know, if you get a chance, watch Used Cars. It's pretty good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought uh, that it was going to be, because if it's called Blank Check and it's a movie podcast, I assumed it was going to be dedicated to the uh, mid-90s kid comedy Blank Check. <laughs> where they, like, watch it minute by minute and dissect it in depth. <laughs> That will be a spinoff of the Viewmasters. Excellent. Blank check minute. (laughs) BCM. (laughs) Blank check. Blank check. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Let's never do that. No. (laughs) No one wants that. Except maybe whoever the child star of Blank Check was. Right. (laughs) I'm still trying to find somebody to co-host my Weezer podcast. Uh, We talking Weezer to me, sir. (laughs) Jenny did not want to do it for some reason. Even though she really likes Weezer. (laughs) So... Someday. Yeah. Maybe you need someone who uh, does not like Weezer. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Great counterpoint. I don't care for Weezer. Okay, all right. <laughs> birth of that. a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. Plans. But it's something. <laughs> Oh, oh, what movie are we going to watch next time? Oh, boy. Um, so my my list that I've been working from... Yeah. Did everything uh, get pulled off Netflix? No, no. I think everything is still up. The, okay, most right. of the movies that I have written down are actually on Amazon Prime. All right. Um, and I think I'm going to go at the risk of us turning into a classic movie podcast. Yes, it's fine. Uh, I'm so I'm gonna go with an older movie. Seen. Right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with a with another older movie. Okay. Um, this one is actually uh, I I decided I wanted to watch it after listening to the episode of Unspooled about it. Okay. Uh, it is uh, I maybe based on a Neil Simon play. Uh, it's called The Apartment. Okay. That's uh, uh, Alan Arkin. I think Jack Lemon. Okay. Hi. And let me see who's in it. Is it uh... Jack Lemon and Shirley MacLaine? Okay. Right. This is completely not what I was thinking about. So. Oh, I'm sorry. It's it's a Billy Wilder movie. Okay. That's that he uh, he uh, co-wrote and directed it. I I actually think I've seen like five minutes of that before. Okay. Uh, clearly, I did not know it was called The Apartment because I thought Alan Arkin was in it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm down. I like Jack Lemmon. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, you know, it's weird. Uh, you know, I, I had a, a moment today. You know, you talk about classic. Um, I, I, was, I was at work and uh, I usually just listen to, like, jazz instrumentals when I'm at work because it's nice. inoffensive and quiet. Right, uh, but I was doing a lot of just tedious bullshit work today, and I uh, needed something a little bit more upbeat. So I figured, you know, hey, uh, I found a, a classic rock station on Pandora. I'll listen to that. You know, I can I can do with some you know Led Zeppelin and and you know Pink Floyd and then you know uh, Leonard Skinner. You know, I'm down for that. Yeah, and like in a row, uh, they played like Stone Temple Pilots, Nirvana, and Metallica. <laughs> And yeah, classic rock. I'm just like that's no, like <laughs> no. I was in high school. 
It's uh, it's twenty five, thirty years old, buddy. Fuck me! I know. <laughs> no, that that stuff's not classic rock yet. That's still that's still modern X. <laughs> Ugh, oh. Yeah, the 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 passage of time is relentless. Yeah. So I mean, you know, when when next time you say that you're picking a classic movie, you could pick something from the year two thousand, and it would be right. <laughs> That's true. And I would uh, hate both of us for it. <laughs> no, I think th- this is a legitimate classic. Yes, anything before mm. 78 is a classic. Right. Anything before I was born, goddammit. Anything, anything pre-Superman. Yes, there we go. It's a classic movie. <laughs> Star okay. Wars is a classic movie. Yes, it is. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> The apartment. The apartments. I will uh, hopefully remember that. I will remind you if you don't. Okay, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you then. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, hold on there a second, Joe. What? 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 Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, there there is a problem. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Are we are we in the future now? Uh, we're a little bit in the future. Okay, uh, this is crazy. We're transmitting into the past right now. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we we have to tell our past selves that uh, the movie you picked is not available. Oh, I don't know how they're gonna take it. Uh, it's probably gonna be really annoyed. At least I know past myself or past self me was a, a very reactionary whereas now I'm very calm and collected so uh, I'm, I'm I'm worried about this interaction <laughs> oh well I, I don't think we have anything to worry about okay all right yeah. well if you say so <laughs> um, yeah so I, I went to go watch uh, the movie that you picked which was the apartment. Right, uh, and and uh, it it had been available on Amazon Prime, and uh, technically it still is. Uh, you just have to pay for it. Yeah, if you want to be a sucker, right? Uh, it, yeah, so it is not available on Prime in the traditional sense of when people talk about something being on Prime, right? Uh, and uh, you know, I would have paid money. Uh, but I left it up to you <laughs> and, uh, allowed you to decide, uh, what our next step was. Yeah. I, I think mainly I made my decision out of spite. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to give, you know, it's $4. So you'd be spending $4 and then I'd also be spending $4 and I didn't want to give Amazon eight bucks for a movie that was free previously. Like that's just bullshit. I get it. I absolutely get it. <laughs> I do still want to watch The Apartment eventually. Uh, perhaps it will be added to another service at some point. You know, uh, the thing with Prime is that sometimes things will just go off there and then come back like a week later for no reason yeah, whatsoever. That's that's true. Uh, I have run into this while I was watching the uh, Star Trek movies. Uh, and I, I started watching them and I got through part three. Uh, which is the search for Spock. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the day that I decided that I was going to watch uh, four, uh, they had taken that and uh, the following ones off of prime. Oh, geez. Uh, but in the ensuing weeks, they have all returned sporadically. Okay. That's so, really strange. Yeah. So who the hell knows? <laughs> Uh, well, one, one day, the apartment, one day. <laughs> I, you know, I gotta say, I was looking forward to it as well. So it was, it was disappointing and annoying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you picked a new movie. I did pick a new movie. One, one that is indeed, uh, available on free streaming services and also on, uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, my guessing is because this one is in the public domain. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, so what movie will we actually be watching next week? 
we are going to watch the uh, 1949, I believe, was the year uh, film noir uh, classic. Uh, DOA. Alrighty. So I have actually seen that movie before. Have you really? Yep. (laughs) Like before 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 I picked it? Yep. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, We will talk about that in a few minutes. Okay. (laughs) When we travel back to the future. What? Ah, <laughs> crazy. Great Scott! <laughs> oh, it's a good thing we stocked up on plutonium uh, before the, the pandemic hit. Well, I mean, here in the future, they or, or back in the future, I should say, I'm sorry, uh, they sell it in every corner store, so. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so DOA. Uh, yes. S- since we've already actually watched it, I'm down. All right, cool. <laughs> Me too. Let's do it. Alrighty. We'll see you next week for real this time. Yeah, I hope everyone has enjoyed our Marvel style post credit scene. <laughs> Shwarma. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Masters.